We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Welcome to the Joyly podcast. My name is Cheryl Lynn, and I am the chief visionary and founder of the Chair of Joy movement. I am very excited today because we have probably one of the most fun, energetic, and exciting guests that we've ever had on the Joyly Studio platform. So let's welcome everyone, uh, Eva Venari, founder of the Elevate Institute. Welcome, Eva. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm glad to be here. So exciting. So you and I met, um, I don't know, just via LinkedIn. And then I asked you, would you come out and sit in the chair of joy in Malibu? And you showed up and we had a very interesting time. Um, (laughs) Super fun. We'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. But first, I I just want to let everybody know that um, you are on a really cool path um, to to help people feel their best in the bodies that they have. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're working on, and then I'd love to get to a bunch of questions that I have prepared. Sure. Yeah. What I'm working on, I mean, that's different than what I've been working on to some degree, but it's, I'm finding myself in this um, very beautiful space of allowing, of just letting what needs to come through me as a healing modality come through. And so I'm a holistic practitioner and been working in hair analysis for the last 11 years. And that's helped a lot of people with all of their symptoms that don't show up on an x-ray, you know, and, and, and bringing them back to life. And I've discovered along the way that there's a spiritual path that comes into play. And so that's, that's where the fun really comes in. You know, so when, let's talk about supplements. Ooh, boring, you know, yuck. But we talk about other things as, as we can improve the quality of our, of our life and our experience. That's where it gets fun. So you and I met on this conversation of joy. So we had you sit in the chair of joy and um, you said, this is one of my most exciting topics. So tell me a little bit, um, just maybe a couple of things about, if you remember, um, why why the chair of joy is such an exciting process for you and kind of finding your way back to joy on a regular basis throughout the day um, is important to you. Yeah, I mean, I think that how we feel is probably the most important thing to be aware of. Um, not not to the point of being um, uh, self-involved, you know, that's not really what the purpose is. It's more like checking in with ourselves and thinking, am I feeling a way that brings joy because there, <clears throat> that cavitation of difference that we feel of doing things out of obligation? Mm-hmm. Guess what that brings? <laughs> Illness. Yeah, it, more, more common than often more commonly, yeah, than, than often misunderstood, is, is this idea around boundaries. And if we're doing things out of obligation rather than joy, we're actually leading ourselves down a path of um, poor boundaries, doing things, sacrificing ourselves for other people's welfare. And it's the same thing. It goes right back to this conversation that we all have had on the airplane. Put the mask on yourself first, then help other people. <laughs> and that's this, this, whole, this whole thing, it ties back to if we find joy, then we're putting our bodies into a place of allowing and it, and, and it really does bring the stress levels down. And this is where we heal. 
So they're intimately related and a lot of people just don't realize it. So I really, I'm fascinated by the fact that A, you've been doing this work for a long time and also that you're expanding this based on um, different things that you're hearing and being called to do. Um, And we'll talk about those in just a minute. But when you say a lot of people don't really hear that message or understand it or get to it, why is that in your opinion? Oh, they're distracted. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, we're, we're getting up and our minds are constantly on the next thing we have to do once we're up. Right. And, and then we go into the, the shower and then we think about while we're in the shower, all the things that we need to do that day and all the mistakes that we made yesterday and how embarrassed we are to show our face in the world today. And <laughs> what should we do about it? Maybe I should stay home instead. So it's like there, there's a lot of internal conversation that happens where we just aren't tuned in to how we feel. We're more concerned about the future. And for a, uh, especially in the United States, for a community of people who are riddled with anxiety and depression, I would say, let's take a look at that. It's so refreshing to talk to you. And and I know that you're in the work talking to clients on a daily basis. Um, What is the thing that you're working on right now, Uh, not only for your immediate community, but I think you also have a couple of projects about um, global betterment as well and how you can have a more positive impact on all uh, all of us across the across the nation as human beings? Yeah, I mean, I I work with other practitioners, not necessarily of the um, holistic health. It's um, practitioners in the realm of, um, let's call it spiritual uh, awakening and awareness. And it's what's been considered woo-woo work for a long time. But I I like to consider myself a grounded woo-woo person, let's call it that. (laughs) And um, we're looking at all of us collectively creating a space where it's not just medicine that heals. All medicine is good. It's just how it's applied. And we need to stop thinking of things as compartmentalized as to it's not alternative, it's not complementary, it's all medicine. And that includes the whole thought process that I mentioned earlier. It's 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 really about a balance. And so this is where we kind of touched on right before hitting record is that 2022 is a six year. In, in my woo-woo, absolutely, this is about taking taking numbers and sacred geometry and sacred numbers and all together, putting it, smushing it and coming up with ideas that make sense for society. And right now, I believe that our focus moving forward is really finding balance. And it's the balance between work and home. It is the balance between how I think and how I feel. It is the balance between our feminine, intern- whether we're a, a female or a male body, it doesn't matter. We all have feminine and masculine within each and those are being balanced out from a injured or wounded mem- uh, masculine and wounded feminine to a more divine sense of being. So this is the work that I'm finding moving forward is, is necessary. And so with people who are clearing out and becoming more balanced, they're finding they have blockages. And this is the next m- next movement forward for the Elevate Institute is bringing on store- online something called Restore, which is the energy clearing of, and wait for it, hexes, curses, spells. <laughs> you're like, you're crazy. But uh, if, you have, if you've walked through a Barnes & Noble lately, you've seen the amount of spell casting books, witchcraft for today's modern mystic. I'm like, holy cow, this stuff's dangerous. Stop it. You know, and so a lot of people are riddled with problems and they don't know where it's coming from. 
I'm, I'm one of those people who can clear it. So this is one of my focus. Not only do we clear toxic metals out of the body, but we can clear those things that are applied to us by others. Ill will. I am fascinated by you, my dear. And um, just having the utspa to say <laughs> spells, uh, you know, hexes and the yeah. likes, this takes a lot of fearlessness. So I think not only are you a, a joyful person, you figured that out and you can show up in the world like that, which of course impacts everyone that you meet and greet. Um, but how is it that you get to be fearless? And, and, and I don't know if you've always been so overt with this conversation that we're having right now, but it's pretty phenomenal. And I think extremely exciting to have something to, else to think about besides our constant distraction. So who is it in the world? Tell me a little story about your, you know, I know you have a beautiful little girl story. So if you could just tap a little bit of that and then, you know, a little bit more about, you know, who you are today as far as fearlessness goes. Fearlessness. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I think you're talking about my story on Sutox when I jumped off of a two-story high dive at the age of eight. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it is something that is a thread of consistency in my life. Uh, as I've as I've built a business, I've discovered this is a strength. And uh, I don't I don't really know where it comes from other than it's a little bit more measured than what it looks like. So it looks like, oh, she's taking this huge risk. But I've been having these private conversations with people for years, uh, wrapping my arms around fellow mystics. And it's okay one-on-one, -on -one, but I realized there's so many people that when I just tap into it with a, hey, energetically speaking, I can feel this from you. And then they go, oh yeah, I didn't realize you could feel that or that you could see that. And clairvoyance kicks in, medical intuition kicks in. You know, there's all of these different uh, lines of communication that spirit will will feed us information through, and it's our job to interpret it. I've just come to a place where I've learned to accept it and then gained confidence through repetitive conversations like with you and with other people over and over and over again. And so now I just fearlessly go, well, other people have said they experienced this. I'm okay with speaking to it rather than tiptoeing around it because I think it's high time that we do acknowledge we are more than just our physicalness. We are much greater. Thank you for that. You sort of tapped into that story, but we would suggest that you go watch her TEDx talk and, uh, Ted, or sorry, Ted, Ted Women talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a Sue talk. That's Sue okay. Talk. <laughs> talk. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about um, it seems like you have spent a lot of time and energy focused on the science of this, of your work, right? And the research that supports the change and the shift toward this conversation. And I know you work a lot in burnout and stress and people getting like, you know, I don't even know where to stop, let alone start, right? And so <laughs> how would you, how would you maybe address um, our audience from a scientific perspective, like you're nuts if you don't. You cannot stop. You cannot not look at this. Yeah. It, I, I say this very commonly. is like we test our blood. Why aren't we testing our hair? And it's it, it, because we've been trained. We've been trained. Oh, I feel a symptom. I'm going to go to my doctor and the doctor is going to draw my blood and he's going to tell me or she's going to tell me what is wrong with me and then prescribe medication. And what I say is like, time out. Why aren't we tapping into the body's natural healing ability? If it's not showing up on an x-ray, like you don't have a broken bone, you're not bleeding profusely from some orifice, then <laughs> what is causing the problem at an energetic environmental level? And you can't see that on blood. 
So when we test the hair, we can see something. Now, here's what most people don't realize. Oh, it's a detox for heavy metals. If I can, I can reverse issues with my immune system and support it. And while all those things are great, thinking that we are born perfect is the biggest mistake because imbalances and toxic metals and nutrient minerals that are all messed up in our bodies, <laughs> they're passed from mother to child in the womb. And so you are born imperfect and then have to overcome those imbalances as you're being raised in the same environment in which your mother created hers. And this is not a shame on you mom situation. This is more like a reality check because if you are a, a woman who is wanting to have children, you can, guess what, correct your imbalances, get rid of your toxins, clear out all of those things that cause inflammation and stress in your body. Get rid of the viruses that have been banging around for the last 10 years and you didn't know you had, <laughs> you know, uh, get rid of the environment that helps support parasites and you can make your body more fortified and then have a baby and that baby will have a more perfect, stable condition to grow from. So there's all kinds of reasons to do it, but I think that is one of the most important so I was thinking just that of all the markets that you could tap into, but then I realized that that there is no there is no market that doesn't want who you are and what you're doing. So if you could address every human being on the planet with a hair sample process, what would that look like? Like how would we get everyone to hear you and send in a sample and what would that look like? Is there like a like let's I'm just excited. Like, what if that was just something we did when we came out of the womb? Like that was right? Or before, before, get to or everybody before. before. <laughs> Yeah, get ready because this is about to slap you down. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's really it's interesting because I I've struggled for you for the first few years of my business to to figure this out because I feel everybody should go through this process at least once in their life. You know, if you if you don't learn from the first one or you go through some sort of traumatic incident where your body takes on uh, toxins and 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 can't detox on its own, you need to do it again. But <laughs> that said, um, it really comes down to what you think. So <clears throat> if you're a person who's listening to this and saying, yes, I agree with that. I agree with the idea that if we give our body what it needs, then it can heal itself. And I don't believe necessarily in all drugs are, are the solution and that I don't want to have to chase down the latest fad or the latest trend diet and try to get myself back into my skinny jeans from junior high school. You know, like, that is not <laughs> the definition of health. If, if you're on that path and you hear it, then I would say, you know, find, find a practitioner that, you know, falls in line with your values and can get you there. Um, but otherwise, most the other the other side, they're going to rule themselves out and say, nope, this isn't for me. And that's okay. The thing is, it's still going to work for them even if they don't believe in it, which is crazy. It's like, why wouldn't you? Like you said, why wouldn't you do this? So how does it work? Really simple. Um, I mean, the, the idea of what we're, what we're looking at is your trash report. It's how I affectionately call it. <laughs> so I send out a hair test kit to you in the mail. You cut off a little bit of hair from, from your head. And I have, I have waist length hair and I've had it for years and years and I've been cutting my hair. So I, you're, you do not lose your hair. <laughs> and guess what? I, I color my hair too. <laughs> now wait, is that what some, are, are those some attractions from people? Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't have any hair in my head, Eva. And I'm like, you grow hair somewhere. And the other one is, <laughs> I was in construction for 16 years. It's hard to embarrass me. Um, the other one is, I color my hair. I can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, I color my hair too. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, they're, they're, it's easy to do. So it, it gets, that's the thing. It's easy to do. It can be done from the comfort of your own home. You never have to visit me in my um 
the traffic, I'm looking outside through the traffic of Los Angeles. It, it, this is easy. Um, it's very simple. It's meant to be running in the background of your life. It's not meant to take over it. So the idea is everything that you take in, your food, your water, whatever you sits against your skin and, and doesn't have a, a rinse cycle that's well enough to get the junk out of <laughs> you know your clothes, it absorbs into your body. There's no doorman. There's nobody who says, no, 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 you can't come in here. You're a toxic metal. Huh. It's a big party. It's all welcome. And your body makes more of you based on its priority. It likes minerals. It loves minerals, prefers them. But if it doesn't have that readily available in our food, which most of the time we don't, mm -hmm. it chooses a toxic metal to replace that and make more of you. That's where we get stress levels increasing. So anyways, whatever is left over from that process gets spits out into our our hair. It's our soft tissue. So when we measure that, when we take a look at it, we're taking a look at what's not in the body. We're taking a look at what's in the hair. And we can see the process of, of how well you um, create new cells, what your stress levels are, what your metabolism needs to be, what are the right foods for you, not according to uh, the latest fad, right? This is this is about being very specific. And when you're specific, your body knows what to do with, with the, the minerals as it comes in. So one, are doctors doing this? Not and most of them. And most of them aren't trained in how to analyze it. They, they use their doctor mind to go, oh, I, this will happen to me. They use their doctor mind and they go, oh, you're really low in manganese on the hair test. You need manganese. And they would give me more. That's not how you read in it, a hair analysis test. What's the other question? Um, <laughs> is there a diagnosis in that? Uh, I don't diagnose. I can't because I'm not a doctor. Could they? They could if they understood the science behind it, yes. So why aren't they then? Come on. Because there was a, there's a lot of, let's call it propaganda, around mm, using tests and methods that actually heal. Got it. Say <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, no more. <laughs> Horribly sad. Horribly sad. So what does a kiss kit cost? What is the analysis cost? And then what does one expect to do after the test is taken? Yeah, because I, I, it's not just about the kit itself or the test itself, because like you said, anybody can run a, a test. It's about the analysis and it's about how to how a person is supported on it. So I offer what I call my reveal programs. I have a classic and then I have an optimal health intensive for those who need more handholding. Uh, people who are more self-starters, they like the classic. And those who are like, I don't know the first thing about taking supplements and I'm not eating regularly and I am having a hard time just getting up every day. They need more handholding. <laughs> and so it depends on where they are and, and the, the process will range, range in price. Beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we are winding down here, but I'd love for you to tell us about your Reiki uh, world and what's happening there. And um, some a little bit about your stones would be great. If you have them handy, that would be super. Oh, they are just inches away from me, but not within arm's length. So I will have to <laughs> get up to get them. But uh, it, there has been some really interesting developments. Just you ever, you ever had a day when all of a sudden everything you've been working on, it all culminates and you realize that the universe has been conspiring on your behalf for a while. <laughs> Those magical moments I love. And, and that's what happened here. So I had never had any interest in being a Reiki practitioner at all. I'm like, yeah, okay, those people are weird. But <laughs> I became a Reiki practitioner because it was being offered through my mystery school courses. And 
this it's a very powerful form of, of Reiki. It's Usui Reiki for sure, but it's basically the same energy that that Christ uh, embodied with himself and was able to touch people and go, you are now healed. Now, I'm no Christ. <laughs> I'm just going to say I get to play with those energies. And as as they come through when you're doing Reiki, it's one way, right? And so I'm also a little bit of a nerd. So I put a pin on that Reiki practitioner and did, did that work to become one. And then I thought about the use of mm, resonance and what's now called laser med technology. And I've been studying this and following up and kind of uh, let's call it stalking <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> um, if you know anything about laser med, it's the use of lasers and, and lasers that, that kind of, and I'm, I'm using, let's see if I can get on the camera, lasers that come at a 45 degree angle or 90 degree angle. Yeah, that's 90 degrees to each other <laughs> to activate stem cells in the body. Mm-hmm. If you know about stem cells, great. If, if you don't, I invite you to look it up. But the idea is basically it allows part of the body to rejuvenate everything from every, every kind of tissue, because that's what we were when we were babies. That's how we were made. So uh, the uh, technology of laser med has, has been not perfected, but it's, it's come a long way. And where those two lasers meet and they activate the stem cells, the stem cells, if you're under 30, then they can activate your own stem cells. If you're over 30, then they have to inject somebody else's stem cells. That's the, that's the technology. So in using ensophic ray energy, this is God energy, right? Christ-like energy. Um, I'm believing (laughs) and, and chasing proof this year. This is my goal this year that through these stones, uh, that I have that, uh, Cheryl's talking about, we can actually take the Reiki energy and focus it. And I have a medical intuition as part of one of my, my, uh, gifts use medical intuition to guide those towards a part of the body that needs rejuvenating and activate the stem cells within so this is the work. This is what I'm uh, attempting to achieve this year. And again, it's fearless. I have no evidence that it works. I've just been using it a little bit and people are noticing a change and they feel different. So I actually need somebody who can go, here's an x-ray of their L4 or 5 before they started doing this. And here's an, an x-ray after. <laughs> I would love support in that. But um, this, this is the work this year. It's, it's so what is your training? Skills. What is your training, Eva, when it comes to this? Multiple. So you start off with being an initiate in the lineage of King Solomon through mystery schools. And so this is about harnessing um, that energy, God's energy, Uh, not to be God, but to be a clear conduit for that energy to come through. Right. So let's let's be clear. Uh, I am not (laughs) God. (laughs) Um, So that's part that's training. Part one. Part two is is this Reiki. Um, and I'm developing the certification on what all of this means to c- combine the classical, or I should say the Western Reiki that Usui brought to the United States years and years ago, and what we commonly know to this, I would call it an upgrade or at least a more specialized form of Reiki. Yeah. So your vision is to have many of your trained uh, coaches or consultants that are doing the same kind of training that you're have you just you've you've just developed is that right yeah just just developed um and i'm playing with and it came to me through being in alignment with the stream of consciousness and and that's very woo woo talk for um i downloaded it or i (laughs) i don't know what else to say but if if you have that vernacular for a woo woo talk then you'll you'll get it 
I think it's becoming more and more common. So I don't, I don't think it's woo-woo anymore. People maybe 20 years ago called it woo-woo. <laughs> but, you know, even when it comes to joy, somebody said to me yesterday, well, like, you just want a joyful uh, workforce. That's, is that where you're going after? And I'm, I'm, and she goes, we can't talk about that because it's too out there. And I said, you know what? It's changed. Yeah. You know, and no, we're not just making a joyful enterprise. We're making a a group of people, employees, hundreds of them, maybe thousands, um, to understand what it's like to control and have their own sense of joy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's completely different than trying to fix everybody to be happy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were. I was just in conversation about this in the workplace, not maybe yesterday, the day before, about the future of problem solving. And it kind of comes down to that leadership less, uh, less of a hierarchy, right? And so you have maybe a group of people that come together to solve a problem, but they've, they've brought in or downloaded, come into alignment with the stream of consciousness about the solution according to their own expertise. And then when, they, when they, the people come together to solve the problem or workshop it or um, however it is that they want to mastermind the solution, rather than having one person in front of the room guide it, it's more becoming this intuitive moment of, oh, that's my, my piece. I'm going to stand up and take leadership for the moment, say what I need to say, let others feel the alignment of that because we, you know, a lot of people get chills when they feel something is right or they have some other knowing. They're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let that happen and then sit back down and let somebody else take it from there. And I see that as the future of business. I spent 25 years in corporate America and I wish, I wish that people knew how to listen to each other as opposed to just you need to do this because corporate says so. Yeah. I think there's better ways to handle, handle, handle problems. And I think sometimes um, my daughter just created a whole mental health organization in, in, in a very silo orientated uh, corporate environment. And it took her three years for them to hear her. Right. And it was a long, long process. But, you know, what you're saying is if if we 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 probably can hear hear each other from a department level, but it's being told to us, like you said, from a corporate, you know, you know, lead lead the ship, you know process yeah. that it's not being heard or changed or shifted. So it's unfortunate, but maybe, maybe through your work, we'll get there. So if you could address all the CEOs listening, um, C-level and, and even HR and, and diversity inclusion folks that are listening today, what might you say to them as far as how they might operate their corporations? Hey, this isn't going to be politically correct, but I'm going to say it how it is. Shit rolls downhill. And so if the person at the top is not feeling well, being able to receive information at an intuitive level to guide those that they're responsible for. Let me, let me wrap it up with this. Um, people, good employees don't leave companies. They leave people, they leave managers. So people who are in authority and positions of power, they need to do this clearing. They need to get their body into a place of, I feel good, I can get my body out of the way so I can concentrate on what's in front of me so that this company and I can be of service to my community. That's the key. That's that's really what this work is all about. And it's them waking up to even knowing, right? They're going to sleep at night thinking my, and more people are going to leave, more people are going to leave, more people are going to leave. But that that, like you just said, they're 100% responsible for that. So it's it's, 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 yes, I have to do this, but it's also like, what is my role in this, in, in, in my corporation and in the company and in the world, really, to, to take a step aside. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
there's nothing wrong with giving up some of that control and uh, letting letting what's supposed to be led shine. <laughs> Not quite sure how to say that, but <laughs> I understand. So the, so the chair of joy, so the chair of joy. Let's end with this. So I'd love. So it's sit, breathe, think, feel. Um, and we did that there. This is, I'm starting to say, just do 10 seconds a day or 10 seconds per session. If you can get in a funk, right? If you can get in an overwhelm and stress, you can get out of it. It's that simple. And why stay there if you have to? And so uh, here we are sitting. We're just going to go through the exercise really quick because it's, it's the chair of joy hour. So everybody take a seat for a second, taking a deep breath. Call in one joyful moment. And Eva, we've not seen each other in a little while. So what's been one of the most joyful moments you've had in the last while? Oh, the magic. Yeah, just the magic of, of bringing in good people, good friends, good times. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Anyone, anything one specific? Anything? I, I It would be a story. <laughs> Tell me the short story. Just the, short, <laughs> the short story is... Uh, this little adventure I went on uh, over the New Year's on travel, uh, I was guided um, to a person who I didn't think I knew, but I knew, and I ended up being welcomed in their home magically. <laughs> it is a story for sure, and it takes longer than that to explain, but it was it was very cool. So that was a surprise to you? Yeah. Very cool. So the last part then is just to feel that story from your whole body, from your head to your toes. And likely if it's something profound, like a move, moment like that, it's you can feel it in your toes and the back of your hair, sometimes your goosebumps and all of that. And yeah. then last part is just let that uh, flow of, of feeling, think of it as a river, sort of fall into the container of joy in the center of us. So I'm going to throw my vision in and you throw your vision in and let that overflow into the world. And we are then creating more and more um, feelings of joyful uh, joy. Just the the, the 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 power of learning how to create joy is, is what we're sending out into the world. So what was uh, what was your takeaway from today's conversation, your biggest takeaway? Oh, it's a reminder that in every day and every moment, the universe has my back and introduces me to the best people like yourself. And I'm so grateful to be here. And my takeaway is just your incredible amount of energy. And I look forward to sharing this podcast with people all over the world because it's profound. And um, I have said a dozen times, I have to do that uh, follicle hair test. And I am absolutely 100% sure doing it soon with you. I support and so, you. <laughs> so, and so should everyone else. And we ask everyone else to do that. So Eva, thank you very much for your time today. Have a, a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.